don't know if I should be concerned that the coffee I have above the fridge is out of date. But it seems weird and wasteful to uh, to not drink it. We just have to give it a little bit more of a brewing time. Okay, right, so. Sub kids, so I recently I had two interactions. That's okay. Let's count them. Two, one, and two. We can all count. That's quick math. Um, and both of these interactions led me to have a look, uh, not so much myself, just how my personality is perceived. I generally don't concern myself with what other people think of me. And I do I do a little bit, because everyone's a little bit neurotic, and I'm more concerned with what I think of myself than what other people think of me. Um, but recently, I had a couple of interactions, and they were really minor. They were really small interactions. There was just, it was when you have one of those moments where you think, ah, oh, damn, I, yeah, that, it, it just kind of clicked. We go back to the switch comment from a previous podcast, and I think... Damn, yeah, I should have I should really really consider that as a as a as a way of living or not as a way of living, but a way of considering myself. Either way, I'm getting off point back to the point as we do. I should probably just call this back to the point. Either way. So the first interaction was with a friend of mine and we were discussing I think we were discussing my work or somebody's work. And it was this idea that a lot of what I do is kind of based down the negative line. From face value, if you look at the work I create, a lot of it is is probably pretty depressing for a lot of people. I'll be honest about it. I take things which are generally negative and would bring people down. For instance, once again, to plug a product, the calendar I produced is full of depressed animals. And a lot of people don't respond to that. And I can understand that, because on face value, you look at it, and it's an extremely depressing product. It's, it's you know, it's a calendar which counts down the days to the year, which nobody enjoys anyway. But at the same time, it comes with slogans which are kind of demoralizing, and imagery of unhappy animals. From the face value, I can see why someone would not enjoy that. It's only when you look past that, do people enjoy it? But this was a this was a thought we were having. So we were discussing my work, and a friend of mine said that I I'm very optimistic. And this is how we got to the point was that she sees me as an optimistic person. And now I have a problem with the word optimism, not in terms of kind of efficiency, but you know, to be optimistic is I guess it comes with a bit of an impression of being a little naive to me. And that's something, it's just a little little prejudice in my head of the word optimistic. It comes with a little naivety. And I associate it with a lot of things like over-positivity. Um, people who really, they pump themselves up. And it's not that I have a, a disregard for those people. It's just that I don't really understand it. And therefore, it, it's a little negative in my head. And that's, that's the reality of being human. And so to be called optimistic, I find quite unusual. Because a lot, I don't think a lot of people would describe me as optimistic. I myself 
if I ignore my prejudice to the word optimism, I'd, I'd guess yeah, I'm, I'm a, I can be a little optimistic. So we were discussing this and how this affects my work because a lot of people might not expect the work I create, but then a lot of people will expect the work I create, which leads me to the second interaction which I had, which was another uh, another friend, and I can't remember what we were discussing. I think we were discussing the new Star Wars film. I haven't seen it. I'm probably not going to see it. Just to throw that out there, there's no spoilers in this. I'm, you know, for all I care, there could just be 20 minutes of a cat rolling around in a ball, and that would be Star Wars, and people could be flipping flipping their lids over it, and I wouldn't care. You know, I might go see if it was that. But no, still, back to the point. So we were discussing the new Star Wars film, and we were having a casual conversation. It was only a passing comment, and we were discussing plot spoilers, and someone asked why I wasn't going to see it or why I didn't enjoy it and how it would probably be the best thing or it wouldn't be it would be the best motion of all time and I just kind of made some passing comment of oh well no it'll you know it'll, it'll be terrible because you know most things are terrible now it wasn't a moment of sincerity it wasn't a point I was making I wasn't suggesting that everything is terrible in the world because I'm aware there's amazing things in the world. It was just a passing comment because that's my sense of humor. But a friend of mine said, that's what I miss about you, Graham, the the unending optimism of your... of your, uh, your The unending optimism and positivity of your uh, your personality. And, I, and that was said as a joke as well. So it was said in passing because, again, that friend probably perceives my opinions on things as quite negative and yet they're very aware that I'm a very proactive person when it comes to things so really I find myself trapped well not trapped but excuse me just pouring a, pouring a little coffee here not trapped but just at a little bit of a conflict of how people perceive me which I found quite interesting give me a little stir there I find it quite interesting because, I, again, yeah, I don't think about how people perceive me. I think about how I perceive me, and that's that's important to me. And that's, I guess, that's that's important to a lot of people. I'd hope that's important to a lot of people because your impression of yourself has an impact on everything you do in your life. I'm I'm quite good at maintaining the same impression from day to day, so the world gets the same impression of me. And I'm, I'm can be quite different when I'm at home, and I can be quite different when I'm at work, but. Overall, I maintain that same impression, and I guess when I when people see my art, they see another side of me, or it gives them a, a little glimpse. Sometimes I forget how much I give away in my artwork without even realizing it. Because I think I had, a, had this moment a while back where I showed someone some work, and they'd interpret it in a different way, and it was a piece which is quite personal to me. And they'd interpret it in a different way, and then that made them not have a, an accusation of me, but just just to question the subject with me. And I thought that was brilliant. That was fantastic. It was a whole other aspect to an angle of work which I hadn't even considered. And it was completely accidental. It was just, you know, I'd done it. I hadn't even thought about it. I'd been thinking about the, the bigger concept at the time. And then there was this little, little moment, this little little tidbit which ticked it off and just went oh yeah that that reveals that about myself and so you kind of you kind of always got to consider that 
especially when making work. And I think I've gotten better at that over the years. I definitely think I've gotten better at that over the years because I'm, I'm very conscious of everything which I throw into work now. But I, I wanted to, I wanted to see how you guys felt, of whether that was something which uh, generally people don't do, or which generally some people miss. If see, they miss the idea that they're giving away more than they'd like to, that they're revealing something about themselves. I think this is it's one fantastic thing about um, social media. It's not well, not fantastic. It's it's dystopia, <laughs> it's dystopia driven. Um, but it's the idea that so many people are taking selfies, so you've got these selfies going on all the time. And there's things in the background which reveal more about the person in the selfie than anything else. And those are the little things which people miss. But if you if you look past the, the face, you can see these little things and you're like, oh man, that's that's part of their life. That's, that's a reality of their life. I think there's a series I saw a while back where people had taken photographs and... There's medical equipment in the back of all these photographs, and it's people who were who had just everyday kind of ailments in terms of you know stuff like diabetes and and things which are dealt with every day on the surface, and you never see anything about it. But this little little bag for insulin, it just sits in the background, and you learn a little bit more about someone. They didn't intend that in any way, shape, or form. They were just taking a selfie, and that just happened to be this bag. And that's a trick which Instagram uh, models and artists use where they're trying to give the impression of something more. So rather than revealing something about themselves, like a medical condition, they'd reveal something about themselves, like, oh, you know, this happens to be a bottle of champagne on this desk behind me, or, oh, look, there's, you know, a a Lamborghini parked in my garage. Well, it's not really a Lamborghini. It's probably just, like, a mock-up of a Lamborghini. But it's just these little symbols which you're trying to suggest. I mean, even now, you, you kind of, if you're watching this on YouTube... You can see most of my desk, I think. I'll just run my hand round. Yep, you can see the majority of one side of my desk. You can't see anything on this side, really. But there's a lot of crap on my desk, and it reveals a fair amount about my life within the last week. For instance, there is a council tax letter. I have paid my council tax. There is a hairbrush, because I recently brushed my beard, because I was going to be doing this. And, you know, just little things like that. There's a, a little, there's a dental note there's you know there's a, a letter from my dentist because I recently had a wisdom tooth pulled. So these little symbolic meanings and all of that kind of adds up. So you get a general impression of someone. Now, if all you see is one side of one one's one's personality, one side of one's personality, wait, we're getting getting a little royal here. Um, then you'll only get ever, ever get one one impression. For instance, if someone only ever saw my calendar work. If they only ever saw the wildlife series I do, they would think I'm an extremely depressed person. I imagine. If they weren't aware that it was tongue-in-cheek, if they weren't aware of what I was parodying, if they weren't aware of me as a person or the other work which I've created, you would just assume that that was a very depressed person venting. Because how could you not? You've been given the ammunition to presume that. When in reality, um, I don't don't particularly see myself as a depressed person. The the way I describe it is I I see myself as a realistic person. 
which I know a lot of people do. It's like, oh, I'm not a pessimist. Pessimist. I'm a realist. And it's like, that's a, that's that's crap. There's a there's a complete difference between a realist and a pessimist, and a lot of the time people won't define it. Being a realist isn't just to get off point a little bit. Being a realist isn't sitting around and expecting the worst to happen. Being a realist is using logic to dictate what will likely happen. So if you're constantly using your realism to suggest something negative will happen, then that's not being a realist, that's being pessimistic. You have to you have to give equal chance to the positivity as well. Just to, just to put that and I think it's these little things. It's these, like that sentiment which I'm trying to put out there. Um it's those things which people can suggest that I'm optimistic. My friend suggested that as well that it's something about the drive I have of creating. For instance, I'll create something just because, just because, you know, I'll make it regardless of whether I think it'd be a success, whether it'd be financially valuable to me. Most of the time my work isn't, it's, it's, it's financially not disvaluable. What is the word which goes there? It's financially negative to me. So I'll just make it anyway. Because why not? Because I'm making because it's it's something I enjoy doing. And that's that's a huge positive aspect. For instance, the calendar. I don't expect the calendar to make money. I in a way I expect it to cost me money in shipping and costs which I haven't considered, and the fact that I charge too little for the various things I create. And I don't expect it to make money. So that that's just a thing I'm doing. That's a negative aspect to it. But I'm still making it because why not? Because it's something I enjoy doing. Because it was a, a sentiment and a concept which I wanted to create. So there's this whole other side of this this thing, and it's it's this idea that you can have positivity through negativity, and it's it's optimistic ne- negativity. How can you have optimistic negativity? And you can have it by having these thoughts and taking the things which drag you down and hold you down, and using them to create something, and using them to to impact your life in a successful way. For instance, people who struggle with their weight, you kind of see so many stories where people are really struggling and they can't find the motivation, then other people will take that and they will they will just that and they will use that to change their image of themselves. And that's an interesting way. It's, and it's no different, it's nothing bad about one person or the other. It's just that people are wired differently. And you take what you, you have and you either you either thrive under it or you take it on board and you, you let it stay with you. And you find other ways to overcome it. And you find and some people find that through through mass positivity by psyching themselves up, by giving them these selves these slogans. And it's just something I've never gotten on board with. I've always been kind of negatively positive. I've never set out with the intention of this is going to be amazing. Even when I, I, I was self employed for a time. I'm still self employed. I'm still registered. Uh, that's how I registered my tax and everything for for my earnings as well as working. So even when I was setting up my business and that, that was a strange, that was a strange period for me because it, it essentially meant that I had to be positive about everything I was doing because I was trying to get funding. I was trying to, to get myself off, off unemployment. So everyone I spoke to about the idea of running a business and everyone I spoke to about the idea of, of, of stepping out and saying, yes, this is something I want to do and this is going to work and it's going to make me money kind of required to see that positive side of me where in my head I could see you know this could fail in 50 million ways 
But that's not the side they need to see because they need to know that I had confidence in my idea so they could feel like they had confidence in my idea. So whilst I can have this whole side of negativity and positivity, I, I realize that other people react differently to it. And so other people need different kinds of motivation. And I'm all about making people make things and getting people involved in things. I think I recently had an interaction with a friend of mine who I was discussing uh, creating something new with, not for me, for them, uh, <laughs> and suggested that they should just do it anyway. Instead of instead of going, oh, well, maybe I can do this in years. No, just do it anyway. I'll, I'll do... I'll do some of the work. I'll I'll take more onto my my nether-ending list of things which I need to do, and I will go out of my way and I will I will help that. And their their thought was, well, what if there's not the time? You know, what if what if something happens and there's not time? You know, creativity it can kind of be it can be a disease for some people, myself included. Likely, um, it can drain you and it can it can pull pull at you, so you you lose health. And my general attitude is I'd rather die than stop. Um, because then at least I tried. And I can see how that can come off as naive. I can see how to someone who, who especially someone who has a kind of a, a business acumen, would see that as naivety. And it would see it, they would see it as, well, surely you should only put your money into things which succeed. Which I agree. And the ideas which I don't think succeed at all, I keep to myself. Doesn't mean I'm not going to do them, because they become a lesson along the lines of making something else. I think whilst you can, whilst I have a negative view of the world, I wouldn't say I have a negative view of the world, I think that's misleading in a way. I think a lot of people would describe what I have as a negative view of the world. Whereas I don't see negative negativity at all, really. It's just processing information. That's all All it really is. It's looking at things and saying, well, here's the reality of that. Here's, here's how that impacts this, that, and the other. And that can that can swing both ways. But, yeah, again, from a business point of view, I could see that. Could see, and then that's when you need to switch it up. That's when you need to take those those you know those, those tax slogans you put into calendars and say yes, but there's a huge, huge subset of our generation which really responds to this, and I think that is something which is indicative of our generation. Um, I mean, I'm I'm 28 now, so I'm I'm technically part of the the millennials as they are referred to. Um, and I think a huge, I think this is a reason why shows like Archer, Rick and Moy, and uh, Bojack, that's Bojack Horseman, sorry, I'm not a first name basis for them or anything like that, have, have taken off because they speak to reality and they speak to this this underlying grunge mentality which our generation has because you get to a point of, of being fed up and you kind of just grasp onto what makes you laugh and the reality of it all and the, the sheer nonsense of it all. So a huge part of our generation is, is kind of sat around going, well, you know, I need, I need something which speaks to that. And that's, that's essentially what I try and make is 
is a focus on that negativity, but in a fun way. <laughs> in a fun way. Oh. See, this is why I don't talk about my work. That just sounds like someone pitching, pitching marketing to it's like new sneakers or something. Oh, we've got these new sneakers, and they stab you in the foot as you go along, but that makes you jump higher. So, you know, it's it's nihilism, but in a fun way. Oh, that's terrible. Either way. I wonder if you guys have the same idea. I know a few people who, who really get on board with the whole positive as- aspect of life. Well, not the positive aspect of life, but the positive aspect of motivation. Whereas I, I, I look for that adversity. I look for that drive, which is caused by adversity. So, you know, everyone has a different way of coping. I just thought it was an interesting thought. Maybe it'll be interesting to consider how you you get through the day. But either way, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later.